Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Brush Up Your Shakespeare, where we make Shakespeare fun and easy. The line we will learn from tonight's show is, something is rotten in the state of Denmark. Say it with me, something is rotten in the state of Denmark. And one more time, something is rotten in the state of Denmark. We are now in Act 1, Scene 4 of Hamlet. A brief recap. In the first scene of Act 1, the ghost of Hamlet's father, king of Denmark until he died unexpectedly a couple of months earlier, is seen walking the battlements of the castle in full armor. Horatio, Hamlet's friend, and some others agree to tell Hamlet about it. At the end of scene 2, Hamlet is informed of the situation vis-a-vis -vis his dad, the ghost. And Hamlet says he will join the others during their watch at midnight and see if the ghost will speak to him so they can find out what is going on. We took a break from this narrative for a family scene with Polonius and his two adult children, Laertes and Ophelia, in scene three. But now, in act one, scene four, we are back on the battlements of the castle with Horatio and another guard named Marcellus, and Hamlet is with them. It is very cold on the battlements, so I hope you dressed warmly. I know I did. We know it is cold from the first line of the scene spoken by Hamlet. The air bites shrewdly. It is very cold. To which Horatio replies, it is a nipping and an eager air. The characters have to use words to describe how cold it is because special effects were in their infancy in Shakespeare's day. They don't have fake snow they can sprinkle down on the stage to show it is cold. All they have are words. And for Shakespeare, words are more than enough. Next, we find out the time of night through words. When Hamlet asks, what hour now? Horatio says, I think it lacks of 12. It's before 12. The guard Marcellus corrects him. No, it is struck. So the time is not long after midnight. Hamlet says, then it draws near the season wherein the spirit held his want to walk. And want there is simply a custom. It's W-O-N-T, not W-A-N-T. But now, while they're waiting for the ghost to show up, there's an interruption. They hear trumpets being sounded and cannons going off inside the castle. Horatio asks what this noise means. And Hamlet explains the new king, Claudius, his uncle, is staying up late drinking that he makes various toasts or pledges, and when he drinks his Rhine wine down, the cannons are fired. Horatio asks if this is a custom, and Hamlet says it is. I, Mary, is it? Which just means yes, indeed. Two famous quotes. Hamlet now explains a little more about this custom of Danish kings and lets us know he does not approve. In the process, he gives us two more famous quotes from Shakespeare, and they actually appear in the same sentence. The first famous quote is, to the manor born, and the second famous quote is, more honored in the breach than the observance. You've probably heard both of those. Here is what Hamlet actually says, the one line that contains both of those quotes. But to my mind, though I am native here, and to the manner born, it is a custom more honored in the breach than in the observance. 
Not only are these two quotes famous, they are almost always misunderstood. First, to the manner born. Many think manor here is spelled M-A-N-O-R and means Hamlet is of royal birth. He was born to the manor, which is a large country house with lands. That's what a manor is. But that really doesn't make sense, does it? Hamlet is a prince. He wasn't born to a manor, M-A-N-O-R, as nice as that might be. He is born to a castle, which is much higher in status than a manor. The reason that interpretation doesn't make sense is because the word is not manor, M-A-N-O-R, but it is manor, M-A-N-N-E-R. In other words, Hamlet was born to a certain manner of doing things. He was born to a certain custom or tradition. What custom or tradition? The thing Hamlet was just talking about, the king staying up late and drinking himself under the table. This is the manner to which Hamlet was born. The second famous quote in that line is more honored in the breach than in the observance. As I mentioned, although this royal drinking game is the custom in Denmark, Hamlet doesn't like it. And so right after Hamlet says he was to the manor born, he adds, it is a custom more honored in the breach than in the observance. Again, this line, though widely known, is commonly misunderstood. The common misunderstanding is that a certain custom is sometimes breached, but that the custom is a good thing and the breach is a bad thing. For example, back during the closing ceremonies of the 1976 Summer Olympics, I remember watching on TV and seeing a streaker run across the field. One might look at that violation of the observance of the closing ceremonies by the streaker and say with a sad shake of the head, it is a custom more honored in the breach than in the observance. But this is exactly the opposite of what Hamlet means. Hamlet is talking about a custom that makes other nations look down on Denmark and call the Danes drunkards. Hamlet is saying that this tradition of royal drunken revels is a bad thing, and hence it would be more honored in the breach than in the observance. In other words, other nations would honor Denmark more if they breached this custom and did away with it. But neither of these quotes are the quote of the day. Do you remember what is? Something is rotten in the state of Denmark. Say it with me. Something is rotten in the state of Denmark. And three times, something is rotten in the state of Denmark. But now, the ghost appears. And Hamlet loses no time trying to get it to speak to him. Hamlet says, angels and ministers of grace defend us. Be thou a spirit of health or goblin damned. You see, Hamlet isn't sure whether this is a good spirit or a bad spirit pretending to be his father. How could he know? So he addresses it with either alternative. Be thou a spirit of health, a good spirit, or goblin damned, an evil spirit. Be thy intense wicked or charitable, thou comest in such a questionable shape that I will speak to thee. I'll call thee Hamlet, king, father, royal Dane. Oh, answer me. Shakespeare could have left it at that, but instead he has Hamlet continue in this vein 
for 12 more lines. And I'll tell you, I was reading this scene last night and I was completely blown away by how gorgeous this passage is. Hamlet goes on, let me not burst in ignorance. He's addressing the ghost. But tell why thy canonized, that's consecrated, bones, why thy canonized bones hearsed in death, that means coffined in death, we know what a hearse is, have burst their cerements, and cerements are burial clothes. So I'll start from the beginning, now that we know what he's talking about. Let me not burst in ignorance, but tell why thy canonized bones, hearsed in death, have burst their cerements. Why the sepulcher, wherein we saw thee quietly inurned, hath oped his ponderous and marble jaws to cast thee up again. What may this mean, that thou, dead corpse, again in complete steel armor, revisitst thus the glimpses of the moon, making night hideous, and we fools of nature so horridly to shake our disposition with thoughts beyond the reaches of our souls. Say, why is this? Wherefore? Wherefore is another way of saying why. Say, why is this? Wherefore? What should we do? Why are you walking the battlements at night? And what should we do? What is it you want us to do? What message do you have for us? The ghost still refuses to speak, but instead begins to motion for Hamlet to follow it to a place where they can speak privately. Horatio says, it beckons you to go away with it, as if it's some impartment did desire. Now that's an impartment like imparting information. It beckons you to go away with it as if it some impartment did desire to you alone. That's what he says to Hamlet. Horatio tells Hamlet not to follow the ghost, and Hamlet replies, Why? What should be the fear? I do not set my life at a pin's fee. That's another famous line, by the way, meaning he does not value his life at the price of a pin or something of little value. But Shakespeare didn't actually come up with this phrase. It was a common expression even in Shakespeare's day. Horatio is very concerned that Hamlet is actually going to do what the ghost wants and follow it, that the ghost may assume a horrible shape, deprive Hamlet of his reason, and cause Hamlet to cast himself into the sea and drown. But Hamlet is not to be dissuaded. My fate cries out and makes each petty artery in this body as hardy as the Nemean lion's nerve. That's what Hamlet says. Hamlet is talking about strength here, and the words artery and nerve are really synonyms for sinews or muscles. The Nemean lion was a mythical creature of great strength, and you may recall he was killed, or it was killed, by Hercules as the first of his 12 labors. So that is what Hamlet is likening his strength to now. My fate cries out. And it's the fate crying out that makes each petty artery in his body, he says, in this body, as hardy as the Nemean lion's nerve. Both Horatio and Hamlet try to prevent Hamlet from following the ghost, but Hamlet will hear nothing of it. Hamlet will follow the ghost. Hamlet will find out what the ghost has to say. And what the ghost has to say 
will totally blow Hamlet's mind. But we will have to wait till scene five to find out what the ghost has to say, because scene four ends with Hamlet following the ghost off the stage. But what happened to our line, something is rotten in the state of Denmark? That classic line goes not to Horatio or to Hamlet, but to Marcellus, the guard. And he says it broodingly after Hamlet follows the ghost off the stage. Say it with me. Something is rotten in the state of Denmark. And one more time, something is rotten in the state of Denmark. Something is indeed rotten in the state of Denmark, and we are going to find out what that something rotten is when we finally get to hear the ghost tell his story in scene five. So that's about all for tonight. Thanks for watching. Please hit like, please hit subscribe. By the way, thank you so much. We have now gone over 1,000 subscribers to this show. Thank you so much for subscribing. And please, everyone who hears this who has not subscribed yet, please do hit the subscribe button. Please like the show. Please share with friends and family. And please leave a comment below and let me know what you think and whether you have any questions or suggestions. So as I say, that is about all for tonight. Until next time, this is Brush Up Your Shakespeare, signing off the air.